Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. podcast peeps with your peeps irene and katrina you and that <laughs> you like face of yours i love your faces i feel like i don't see your Thanks. faces enough i feel like i don't i don't know if it's if it's true life real life or reality but i feel like when i see you i don't look at you enough as i used to <laughs> i used to look at you a lot more when we were in like lockdown i don't yeah. know i think it's just <clears> a thing i think it's just a in my mind, Tis a thing. I, I am like still in space. Yeah, I am, you, well, I, I feel am, like you are in Canada. I feel like yeah. you're like just hovering over. I'm, the I'm rest just of like us I'm like, like I'm abyss. a moon, just slowly you going around the orbit of Saturn. Saturn has moons, right? Yeah, it does. I'm I am a moon slowly orbiting Saturn, and everyone else is like a freaking the sun rotating around the Earth, and I am just there, like slowly spinning out of control but with complete control up in space like that is what I feel like right now if you're a bird I'm a bird <laughs> say I'm a bird <laughs> say I'm a bird <laughs> say I'm a bird <laughs> oh my god so are you living your so best good. life I want to know tell me what's happening do you know so I am guess what I'm preparing to do literally like in the moment right now guess what I'm getting ready to do I'm getting ready to hop hop on I don't want to know I don't want to know tell me I don't want you to tell me all the fabulous things you're doing I'm not it's oh, well I'll tell you this I'm going to DS world I fly out today which I'm super excited about. And it's going to be fabulous. It's being held in fabulous Viva Las Vegas. Now, I don't know about you, Irene, Irene but I want to tell you this. I, I live in Arizona, as everybody knows. So it's actually an easy drive to do to get from Phoenix to Vegas. The thing is, you don't want to do the drive back because you're usually hungover on Sunday afternoon. And it's How like you don't want to drive. drive? The, what is that? Uh, it's like four hours the way I drive, like three hours and 10 minutes but anyway so no. <laughs> it's one of four hours you no, don't want to drive that so no. say no we're uh we're flying out there which i'm super duper excited about which um will be really the wonderful the lumber is coming is this your I'm, first work trip with the lumber this is my first work trip with the lumber oh, so OMG. it like i don't know i'm excited but fun fact he's actually he bought stock in dunsply serona when we first started dating <laughs> How cute is that? So it's like he's excited to go as a stakeholder. Um, but he's he's going to go oh and be a part God. of it, which I'm really excited about. DS World is one of those um, meetings where like you can bring a significant other and they have an equally amazing time because it's a really great blend of education and entertainment, which is really mm. great. So I'm excited. The education tracks right now, they're very much focusing on like how do we continue moving what, forward together. What are you together. speaking on? Tell me what you're speaking on, friend. I'm, I'd love to I'm know. Speaking Is it Perio? Is it local anesthetic? What are you speaking tis, on? Uh, so I'm speaking on the amazing world of polishing, which wow. I'm super excited about um, because we know that there have been a lot of incredible things that have come down with regards to how we should be effectively polishing our patients. And of course, with some of the aerosol mitigation issues that we're seeing right now, it's really important for us to, of course, focus on how we can best support our patients whilst yeah. we are polishing. So we're going to talk all about that. Do you tackle the topic of selective polishing versus localized area-specific polishing? Because I feel like that's a thing. We talked about this it before. Is. Where I feel like people just like, because the it comes in a little, you know, unidose that you must use all of the item. Same with varnish. <laughs> the item. Like, it's like, I must add all of the, all of the, con the container. All of the, the item. All of the item that is within this, this small container um, and use it all. So I feel like it's like such a super super waste but I guess like it's hard to make things that that tiny and not yeah. like, have them fall out of your hands but do are you going to are you going to tackle that that very so serious this, 
this topic. is a really great topic and I, you're so educated on this Irene which I absolutely love um, what we're doing is we're talking about this new like rebranding so we learned selective polishing in hygiene school you and I graduated the same year so we we learned selective we polishing but to yeah. we are old but to your yeah. point selective polishing has evolved even since we were in hygiene school so mm-hmm. what Irene is referring to is this new concept called essential selective polishing mm-hmm. and essential selective polishing is not just I'm going to disclose the teeth and then decide which teeth I polish based on what teeth are disclosed um, and of course demonstrate plaque biofilm but more so the fact that essential selective polishing is very patient-centric that we should be selecting polishing agents that are the least abrasive for the types of stains that we're removing we need Mm -hmm. to consider alternatives like air polishing with sodium bicarbonate or aluminum um, trihydroxide we need to look at some of the unethical polishing practices one of the most unethical polishing practices that I'm going to be discussing is the fact that we use coarse polish for all and by we I mean the dental community across the board we know that that's not ethical and we need to be adjusting that of course Um, and then of course I wonder what it all stems down to also I mean I see it on the on the other side on the flippity flip side of being the person that orders orders the items I mean I like a variety so when I Mm -hmm. tell my patients what flavors we have I'm in my mind I know that okay there's a I have a variety of sensodyne infused products that that help with sensitivity sometimes I'll use it at the beginning but I'll know that those three flavors are the ones that I'm going to recommend to one person Um, sure and those also come in a fine grit or a medium and then completely different spectrum of others like if I'm offering someone cinnamon that's a coarse polish and I know that like the other people are not going to get that but uh I I I like that I don't think I've ever had that before in my life like other practices that I worked in they were like would you like mint or bubble gum like you had two two choices two flavors and it was the flavors that we were looking at when ordering that's right not the like whatever therapeutic agents were inside the item so i love that you see that irene so i actually and i hope that it's recorded it is recorded recorded and then Um, peeps can find out um where that item will be located because you can still register for the conference if i'm uh, correct um the link will be below and you can also register for online access uh of katrina sandra you can access katrina online for her polishing lecture. Live in living color. No, I was just going to say, Irene, it's so funny that you say that about the polish flavor thing, because actually one of my slides is like a person at like an ice cream parlor, you know, where you're like, oh, yeah. let me try You're a gelato shop or whatever, yeah, yeah. because to your point, dentistry has evolved very much from the mint cinnamon, cotton candy, blue raspberry, fruit roll up, whatever your flavor is of the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, yeah we, we have to really evolve in that. But that's just one aspect of what they're doing at DS World. They've got a lot of other really great content, different tracks that are all helping the practice to of course move forward uh, in this global health crisis Um, so if you are able to log on in to view it awesome if you happen to be like tinkering around Vegas um, and want to well this okay I don't know (laughs) This will be after. I just made Such a face. A I made a face like tinkering. Who uses the word tinkering? In a, in I'm a, using in a, a lot of weird words. I, I'm seeing this new thing where I say zippity doodah. Like I'm, I, I don't, I don't know why know I'm saying is. that. It's like, I, this is how I use it. Like, oh yeah, I'm really busy. I've got a zippity doodah right off to the airport. Oh, you've always like, said that. You've always said that. that but is I'm not, saying it that is more. That is not new. Why always, am I saying I don't that? Know. I think maybe like, you're I just don't... noticing it. Like when you buy it, I bought a new car, like a gray car. Oh, so yeah. Now so now I'm you see the gray cars the gray everywhere. Car everywhere. I think that's what it is. But anywho, we have an episode. We do. We, we do. It is an episode. Um... And it is a, a wonderful episode. I don't want to give it away because because you want a song. So we'll talk about who this who this human is after I um, I provide you with your song because I'm assuming we want a song, correct? Oh, yeah. What was my other option, by the way? I've always asked for a song. I don't even know what my other option is now. I don't even think that a, a hint of some kind. Oh. Like no, a, I want I a song. Could, like a hint, yeah, like a no, me, want... me telling you about the a person, and then you. No, don't do that. That's I feel like actually, that would probably would should. not work for you because you can barely get it from song form. I know. No, okay, I think because just, you go down this like weird rabbit I'd hole. Go down this a is like hole. Irene. She's like, um, the song is "Silent <laughs> Night," which references one time when this person shared in the podcast that they, um, you know, had a problem with nocturnal bedwetting. So I'm surprised <laughs> that you didn't get that "Silent Night" actually means that. 
we interviewed Brian Harris. All right. Well, are you ready for a song? I'm ready. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a song here. One that I think that you will definitely know. All right. Okay. Right good. I hope so. Here we go. What if I don't know it? That'll be really embarrassing. I'm sorry, but I'm just a girl, not usually the kind to show my heart to. I can't with you. Do you know it? You gotta wait for Is the this... bass to drop. Keeping it together, a whole night composure. Are you going to talk it through or what? I think it's Carrie Underwood. You're right. Thank you for being so, so obtuse for this ginger. Yeah. It's, it's Carrie's episode. It is. Irene? It is Carrie's episode. This is so exciting. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Yes. Carrie Wusenich, a registered dental hygienist of 15 years in the industry. Mama a two. Uh, she talked yes. a lot about the struggles that she had um, establishing dental care and a routine for her kids and her son and um, a lot of really interesting things. Um, she worked really hard to spread a lot of joy with kids fighting cancer within the hospital system and um, and she published a book and then uh, published a second book recently since I guess this episode <coughs> went out. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a bunch of links below, Amazon items and uh, Instagram stuff. And if you, you want to purchase her books, then definitely um, help the sister out because a lot of the proceeds of the, the books that she sells from Amazon goes back to help um, children fighting cancer and their, and their family members. And that's a really admirable thing. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. absolutely incredible. You guys check it out. Check out her book. Um, yeah. And try and join us on uh, Dense by Serona World um, on their virtual platform because mm-hmm. it's going to be amazing. So check for it out. Sure. Okay, we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> for this guest, Irene Irene. I am you too. Are, you're going to love got, her. I, I have never met her before, but I'm very excited to learn a lot more about the stuff that we're going to talk about. I don't want to yes. like lead into it, but uh, the lovely Carrie Wusenich is in the house, Woo-hoo! who is a registered <laughs> dental hygienist in the industry for 15 years, the mother of two beautiful babies, yeah. and had uh, a lot of things happen in her life, which I want you to talk about a little bit more as we you know, unfold. And somehow this entire journey has led you to creating some pretty thoughtful uh, education pieces for uplifting children's oral health with illustrating books. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I want to get into the middle part of all of that. Welcome uh, to the podcast. Thank you Very so excited to meet you. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Nice to meet you as well. And nice to see Katrina. Good to we see, see each you, other though. quite a bit. I do you know. guys know each other? It's How do you so know good. each other? Tell me the story. Uh, Was it <laughs> random? Yeah, all over. The, I think yes. it started. It started yeah. in Miami. Yep. Smiles at Sea through Deborah Carrier. No. That was our first intro. Then Katrina rocked it on the runway when we did the fashion show, and I was like, "Holy hell!" That's kind of move. I was so excited and horrified at the same time because I. <laughs> had never, I was never a model. And then Deborah's like, can you model? And I was like, oh no. And then, well, the people who listen to the podcast know the story. Cause we had Chris Cammer on a few weeks back. Oh, cool. And so he was my buddy. <laughs> <He's> and amazing. <laughs> you rocked it too. You guys like just started the show off just right. Deborah was like, I was she was so happy about that. <laughs> I'm glad she was. Yeah. So we met there and then we had a really beautiful lunch with uh, Ann Duffy. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and then we connected again at RDH under one roof and I got to see her book in the flesh and she, yes. uh, gifted me a copy, which I'm super excited about. So yeah, we've, you know, it's, it's, she's one of those uh, amazing peeps that, um, you oh, know, is thanks. there and just very, very, uh, involved in the dental hygiene community in so many different ways. And I'm excited for you guys to learn about Carrie and just Thank how incredible you. she is. And I must say, I feel like I've been under a rock for a couple of years since I've had my kids. So I'm like this little flower, like, hey. she's ready. She's <laughs> ready. Let her so out. Ready. How, the, how, old are your, how old are your kids now? Almost three and five. Oh, okay. So wow. I'm in the trenches right now. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> like, wow. It's tough to manage all the mom life stuff and the, you know, and this book is just 
opened so many cool doors and opportunities and I found my purpose in life. And so it's this thing where I just want to like take off just quick, but I have to find that balance with my kids being a mom, you know? So it's been an interesting journey so far, for sure. Let's, let's talk about yeah, that journey let's, a little let's bit. Go let's go, let's go way back, playback. So let's start about like how far back do, do you remember what it was like when you were in the womb? <laughs> And like when, when you were in elementary school, were you the cool kid? Like, did you bring the snacks and share? And then what about high school? Katrina wants to know if you were in the band. I think you played the flute. I don't know. Let's, let's start with birth. Where are you from? So birth. So I'm from, uh, I'm actually originally born in Colorado. And then my family and I moved to Northern Nevada when I was, gosh, like five years old. And I was the little chatty Kathy always getting in trouble for chatting too much. Every report card was like, Carrie chats too much in class. So I was that kid. Um, I was the one that was sticking up for bullies and it was crazy. Um, my senior year of high school, the day of graduation, I had a kid come up to me and he said, Carrie, I will never forget the day we were, it was like elementary school, third grade. And there was a kid making fun of me and you defended me. And I'm telling you today, I will never forget that. And see, Aww. I didn't know wow. I did that. So I'll never forget that moment. And I'm trying to teach my kids and anybody, any children that I come across is like, you know, be that person to help kids, be that person to stick up to a bully, be that, you know, just yeah. so anyways, that was kind of an interesting thing that I've carried with me since then. Um, then I started when I was a senior in high school, I had to do a, a research project on a career and I picked dental hygiene. So I went into my dentist. I'm like, Hey, can I observe you turn into, Hey, can I work here? I really like it. Yeah. So I started as an assistant. And then I was like, Hey, I should probably, you know, look into starting to de- go to dental hygiene school. So then that whole journey started. I went to dental hygiene school in Las Vegas. Uh, I graduated, went right into private practice. And I think Katrina and I kind of talked about this a little bit, which is really good for everyone to hear is that sometimes we get into private practice or we're new and we just kind of like settle into the norms. Like we talked about that. Right. And, and, and sometimes we're like, what's the word? Um, not a really afraid, but almost like, we don't want to ask certain questions because we're like, we should maybe know this or, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you don't talk about certain stuff in hygiene where we need to be talking about it. We need to be talking, we need to be reaching out and finding these resources to be the best hygienist we can be. Mm -hmm. But then we're settled into this thing. Like we just clean teeth. But then now that I'm like out seeing all these amazing hygienists doing their thing, it's like, we all could be doing great things and not being settled into this place. Like, Oh, you're just a hygienist. You just clean teeth. Hell no. We are screening people for sleep apnea. We are, you know, looking for abuse in children. We are, you know, saving lives. We're preventing disease. Like there's so many, I'm getting the chills, just, just things that we're doing that is, that are amazing. And we need to all like kind of come together and have those resources to help each other out and step out of that little box that we're kind of placed in anyway. So I'm in private practice doing my thing, feeling always like there's something more to me. And I, I love kids. I've worked in pediatric dental offices. They, I just love them and I loved working with them. And so, um, I knew I always wanted to write a book because, um, I, my sister had my nephew and we would talk about sugar bugs all the time. And I just felt kids didn't really get it. Like I would nag them about it, but they didn't understand why, you know, or what the sugar bugs might look like. So I had my own kids and my son was refusing to brush. And I'm like, you cannot refuse to brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. my son. <laughs> do you not know who I am? You, he's two. And I'm like, do you know who you're dealing with? Your mother. <laughs> so then we feel this pressure as being dental professionals that our children have to be like stellar brushers. And so then I'm like, that's it. So I started with my manuscript. I read books to him every single night. So I, I kind of got a feel of what he liked to read. Like they love to rhyme. They love to be silly. They love to giggle, you know? So then I tried to make it fun for them and we tested it out. They're like my two little, you know, they helped me. Like I'll, I would read them things and Dom's like, mm, you could tell he wasn't really feeling it. Um, so then I just did it. I submitted and we got, you know, I worked for a year with my illustrators and 
and all that stuff. So let's, let's talk about that yeah, process. Yeah. yeah. You're like speeding over. So, all yeah, this is, well, yeah, first we, of all, we, we don't know go, if you, were you in the band? Like you, did you play an instrument over, in high school? Did you play oh, the flute? I need to know. Sorry. Clarinet. Saxophone. Darn it. Oh. It's a clarinet. Dang it. <laughs> but I didn't last long. Okay. I just, it wasn't my gig. Yeah. My, um, saxophone is hard. Like there are, there are a lot of like components and there's a heavy. lot of, I feel like it's, it's, it's you have a to hang it on your neck. Beast. I feel. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have a strap. You have the whole. Yeah, yeah I don't know if I could do the sax. It's an instrument that's Although, like attached to your body while you're playing it. That's intense. Right. Like, yeah. Aside from like the tuba, I don't know. Um, I know. Lisa Simpson on Lisa Simpson on the Simpsons made it look really cool. Yes. All yeah. right. My sister was like a stellar clarinet player, right? So I wanted to be like my big sister, but mm. then I realized like this is not my gig. I'm more, I was more into sports. So I played, yeah. I, well, I started playing basketball because my mom made me and I was so bad at it. <laughs> the first season she looked at me, she's like, you don't have to play basketball. Anymore. <laughs> you don't mind it, unless I'm you really sorry. like it. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's like, I'm tall. So automatically when you're tall, all of a sudden you're supposed to be playing basketball. Yeah. And so I'm telling my mom, like, mom, I, I'm not really feeling basketball. She's like, well, you need to do something. So play some basketball. <laughs> so I was so bad. So bad. Okay. So let's talk about okay. you in dental hygiene. Um, okay. You worked in pedo and yes. I did as, too. Uh, as an assistant. Okay. As an I assistant. love pedo. Yeah. And I yes. think that a lot of people slide into my DMs asking me about what it's like to work exclusively with kids. Um, and when people ask you that question, what do you say when like, they've never, they've worked in a, maybe a GP practice where they see like one or two kids a week. Yeah. Um, what do you, what, what is your, what was your experience? Like how involved did you get? I guess you were an assistant. So perhaps you were yeah. working with sedation as well. Um, yep. so okay. tell me what like a day in the life of a pediatric dental assistant looked like so some days were very exhausting to be real I mean I would go home and sit on my couch and just stare at the wall because it's just so much coaching like it's okay da, da, da. you know you're having to coach them through everything um but some days were the best like kids are funny and the stuff that they would tell us would just crack us up so there you for the most part I feel like the bat it was a great balance but you know we all have good and bad days so I mean if there were days where the kids were just upset and crying and we tried to really work with them through that. Um, but overall, I, but I feel like pediatric dentists are so fun. Like the ones that mm -hmm. I have met in my journey, I'm friends with almost all of them and, um, their, their personalities are fun because they obviously are working with kids. So I loved that. So we were, it was, we were constantly, you know, trying to create fun for the kids, but then we were getting to have fun too. Yeah. So I, I definitely love that. I got to go to the OR with some of them. So wow. that's where we would have these intense cases of full mouth. Every tooth in the mouth had decay. Mm -hmm. So then um, they would be put to sleep and then the, we would assist the dentist through all of the treatment and then, you know, see them follow up. So that was, that was a cool experience too, because we were able to just be there and fix everything without them being upset, which was nice. Yeah. But at the same time, we're trying, my thing is let's prevent that from happening in the first place. Like let's educate these kids and their parents um, to, to know what it is to take care of their teeth properly. So we don't ever, you know, not ever, but so they're not having to go to the OR to have full mouth restoration yeah. because that's scary too on a little four or five-year-old little kid you know? Yeah. I love that. And, and the other thing that I, I love that you shared early on about your career that kind of created this neat segue into you doing what you're doing now mm -hmm. is the fact that there, we go to hygiene school. Um, and everybody remembers like their hygiene school girls or their hygiene school yes. guys, right? It's almost like this funky little like sorority of sorts. Yes, You're totally. very connected, your cohort. So it's like, oh, what tests do we have this week? I mean, there's a lot of connection there. <laughs> And you graduate uh, from that experience and you graduate having faculty members that are upholding the standard of excellence and mm -hmm. infection control. And it's a bleeding five millimeter pocket. We need to do more than a bloody bib prophy. And the, you mm -hmm. know, the patient has exposed root surfaces. So let's talk about fluoride varnish. I mean, all the things that you connect the dots on, then you get into quote unquote, the real world. Um, and I, I do want to acknowledge Irene because she's a dental hygienist who owns her own practice. So in my opinion, That's she cool. does things the right way. <laughs> oh. 
If you only knew the conversation I just had with the patient, like the patient before coming on the mic, who fun fact is actually an illustrator of books. Oh, how random. Like such small world. And he was talking all about like the royalties that he's making. He's he's illustrated like 50 or 60 books. He's in his 60s now. So he only does one book a year now. And he's like raking in the dough. But like the conversation that I had with him about like, why I need to do x-rays and he has never had x-rays before in the last 40 wow. years of seeing the same dentist oh my gosh subgingival calculus it. everywhere bleeding profusely I was only able to do qu- two quadrants wow. in an hour and 30 minutes like and wow. then at the end it was you know I got the thank you like thank you no one's ever like you know told right. me this. and I and I didn't know he was an illustrator to like near the end it was like what line of work are you in and I like illustrated a stupid tooth, like to demonstrate like what the distance between the <laughs> tooth like, and the gingiva is and like the bone or like showing him like where the bone loss is and like the pocketing. And then at the end, when he told me he was an illustrator, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for like my really bad tooth design. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but yeah, you're That's right. No, but, com- but what I mean you, to say is like, you, you, would you know, there, there are ways that we should be doing things. But we get into the real world and we get told that's just how we do things here. And that statement is usually the statement that dental practices use to justify why they do not meet the minimum standard of excellence that's required within our profession, period. And I bring that up because I want to normalize that. And Carrie, I know hygienists like you and Irene, certainly you, there's so many of us that want to normalize having that conversation instead of Mm -hmm. the zip your lips. You're just a hygienist. Don't be a drama queen in the office. Okay. A drama queen is I refuse to take the trash out and doctor has to buy me Starbucks every morning. That's a drama (laughs) queen. No, this is making my patients sicker. No, this is not serving the community. Uh, No, this is not the standard of excellence based on the, you know, Academy of Periodontology, whatever that is. That's not being a drama queen. That's being a patient advocate. It's not even it's, standard of it's excellence. It's not even standard of care. Just it's standard just of like, care, yeah. right? Basic the bare minimum that you need to like do to not get putting sued. on some Vaseline before you right. throw in your optrogate <laughs> right. or like, you know, doing a nice little pat on the shoulder after you like put the bib on. Like that's excellence. But standard sure. of care is standard. It's like, yes. a which is the bare minimum yeah. that you need to do to not get sued. The idea yes. being that I, I think there that complacency and that's for lack of a better term, and I, I'm probably gonna get people signing my DMs and free. I'm not complacent. Yeah, and I get it. We're not complacent, but also we kind of are. Anytime that the general public or society thinks that we're a cleaning lady. And whenever a front yes. office team says you're here for your free cleaning, that your insurance yes. covers and whatever, it devalues and it completely mm-hmm. pivots all of this work that we've all been doing. So I really want to normalize that conversation because yes. those of you that are sitting in an op and are thinking, this isn't this isn't right. This isn't serving mm-hmm. my patients. This isn't what I learned in dental hygiene school. This isn't what I'm learning in CE courses. You are not a drama queen for speaking up and being your patient advocate because who is the patient advocate yeah. in the practice? Yes. We are. But yep. I love that there's so many hygienists out that are coming coming forward and using their unique voices in that way. And, and Carrie, thank you for being one of them because it, it has to be said, um, we're not mm-hmm. helping our patients if we're not doing that. Tell me a little bit about where the concept came. You said you've always wanted to write a book, but Mm -hmm. your book has a deeper purpose and a greater why it's to connect back to, of course, the fact that you love your pediatric patient population and you want to be an advocate. So tell us a little bit about like, what did that, did you just wake up one morning and you're like, dang it, I'm doing it. Or like, tell us that process. And the, what's the workflow? Yeah. Like from conception to, Uh, well, um, okay, so workflow was pretty crazy because it's it's like it is such a process because you have to get your manuscripts. And I started with so many different manuscripts, and then I would read them to my mom actually, and she's like, eh, maybe you could change this because I started as a story first, and then I working with my own kids, so I have my helpers. Um, I I found what worked for them, right? So the other thing, like the behind the scenes, is that I working in pediatrics, I would parents would come in, mostly moms crying. My kid will not brush. Like, I don't know. I feel terrible. I look like a bad mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would, and at that time I didn't have children. So I didn't really understand it until I had my own again. And I realized it's a struggle, man. It's tough, dude. Kids are tough. They are really, being a mom or a dad is really hard. So I wanted to kind of help 
take the pressure off the parents and let them together come together. Kids love to read, read a story, learn about bugs and let them be the ones to be like, I need to get these things off of my teeth. So it takes the pressure off the parents. So that was a big part of the behind the scenes uh, of it. Um, what was the other, the, what was the other More question? So, like, from yeah, tell us about, decided. you said, you said manuscript. So for those of us who are not in publishing and don't know, walk us okay. through like what that step-by-step process is. You d- build a manuscript, which is basically like- The story. This, okay. So the manuscript is my story. And then you have to get it edited to be perfect for print. So you have to make sure every comma is perfect, every period, that whole thing. So you have to have all of that done. In my case, I did like probably six months of research to find a publisher, which that's a whole nother podcast for another day. You know, it's, it's, that's a whole thing too. So I finally selected the publisher that I thought was going to be best for me. And then I submitted. So once you submit publishers, just do their thing. So it was like, you're submitting. We don't know when we're going to get back to you. You will eventually get a yes or a no from us. So I waited and it was about another couple months, I think. And then I got an email saying, we accepted your manuscript. We're ready for print. So that was a huge moment for That's me. Awesome. Um, so then, then we started the process of working. They assigned me an illustrator and then I illustrated with, I worked with them, they were drawing. And then I would say, no, like the gum tissue conversation we had earlier, Yeah, yeah. you know, being a hygienist, like the teeth were coming, like coming into my email. I'm like, I cannot have teeth looking like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I can't. And so we had it, that was another almost year of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, no, yes. The gum tissue thing. Like I was asking your guys for your, your guys for your input on my next book. Um, but they kept on saying, Carrie, hygienists will be reading this to little kids, but little kids are your audience. Yeah. I'm like, okay, make it fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will let the tissue be slightly bulbous. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I could see you in an email, like the edema oh. on number four. Yeah. It appears, you know, I was, yeah, I was screenshotting the, the images drawing exactly the contour of the gum tissue the way I wanted it and they were coming back at me like no like Carrie <laughs> if you email us one more time about a cemento enamel junction we're dropping I'm not you. Kidding you I'm not kidding you I it was like three months going back and forth with just the teeth and the tissue because I'm you know I wanted it to be somewhat but they're like it's it has to be cartoony so anyways I'm working through that but um so then March 30th 2020 my book was published oh. right when COVID. No. Oh. So yes. So that was like, man, Yeah. I had things set up with schools and, you know, libraries and Barnes and Noble, like all of these great things. And I was completely stopped. So I didn't want to let that stop me. So, um, I, uh, another part of me is that I, I love, and I'm an advocate for children fighting cancer. So I thought, you know what, if I can't get in to the schools, I want to give this book to kids in hospitals and, and care for the kids, uh, center to cheer them up, teach them a little bit about dental health, but also make them giggle and give them something to take their mind off of fighting cancer. So that then I kind of went that way for a little bit, just to try and do my best to help educate however I could, (laughs) you know, it's like, so, um, so yeah. And then that's taken me on another journey that I'm just so excited and happy about too, you know, (laughs) what you're doing is you're sharing, you know, this is about resiliency and it's about pivoting in the right way. You know, there, I know that there are a lot of people that listen to our podcast that also feel like they have something in their heart, some sort of a purpose or a passion, something that they want to, um, be able to explore more readily. And, you know, as you share things about, you know, this is the timeline, this is how long it took. These are the Mm -hmm. people that had to get involved Mm -hmm. that it's a lot of work to be able to get a lot of that done. And it it can be very overwhelming. Um, Mm -hmm. early on, do you mind sharing like a couple of the mistakes or things that like, if you could go back, you wouldn't have done this or you would have done something differently lessons that you learned too. So one thing that I, a huge thing that I've learned is um, I was looking at the self-publishing route in the beginning mm-hmm. and I was scared to do that because I'd never written a book before. So I felt like I needed a publisher to like get me through, which I'm, I am grateful, but 
I would definitely encourage self-publishing a hundred million trillion yeah. percent. What does that because mean? I have, What's the difference? So, so when you, when you have a publisher, you have to pay them. Actually, they pay you a royalty, which is honestly not a whole lot. Okay. Um, so, so they're getting a huge chunk of every book sold. Are we and, talking like 60%, I, like 50%, like 70? More, more 80. than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when you're talking, and of course, I wanted to give a portion of my proceeds to kids fighting cancer. So, so you did this for free? All, like, basically? Pretty much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, like right now, it's like 100, 100% of my proceeds are going back to the kids. Yeah. Like they're going to kids in underserved areas. The books are going... So, which I'm grateful I'm in, I'm in the position that I can do that. And it lights me up just to do that. I love it more than anything. But at the end of the day, I've learned in my journey too, is like, you know, other hygienists like Carrie, you got to make, you have to make something to at least pay for your cost of yeah. purchasing your own books. Yeah. There has to, so that's another thing, as far as the business side of it, that I would love for all of us to open up and talk about how, you know, coming together and if, you know, just helping each other and that says, so I'm not a businesswoman. I'm a dental hygienist. I'm a mom. I don't know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just winging it. Right. So anyways, the publisher takes a nice chunk of royal, you know, whatever. So self-publishing means that you actually can do it on Amazon and you have to pay Amazon for the printing and all that jazz, but it is significantly less like, Really? I've heard that more quite a bit. What about with like distribution mm-hmm. and stuff? If you work with a publisher, do they help you get into the bookstores and help you get into well, these routes or like, is that another yes, perk? They do. Is, it, is it helping with distribution it, it is, and PR? It is. But, but right now, Amazon is where it is mm-hmm. at, dude. So everybody's like, buying books. You go to Target, you go to Walmart, you pay That's shipping, where I buy you go to Amazon. Yeah. It's prime. It's to your house in mm-hmm. two days. Amazon is just where it's at. So Yes, I'm in Barnes and Noble. I'm in Walmart. I, I, I believe I'm in Target. Um, they have another like big book distributing company that bulk orders are printed from, which is cool. But Amazon mm-hmm. does the same thing. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of, and I'm still learning. So my second book will be, I'm going to self-publish it. Just have more room to give. You know, I just, it's, it just sucks when you're like, Oh, yeah. there could be more to give. That's the way that I see it. Um, so I'm gonna definitely going to try that route this time. I mean, I'm very grateful for my publisher. I'm grateful. Do you still get to work with the same um, artist? Or no, like, they so work for the publisher, right? They do, yep. So this time I teamed up with an artist that's here locally that I met just divine, like through my, actually my husband's friend who, you know, he's an amazing artist here in town. He does beautiful work. So I reached out to him like, Hey, would you be interested in coloring some sugar bugs for me? You know, <laughs> So I'm actually illustrating my entire book by myself. Wait, you can I draw? Drawing. I can. What? I, yeah, that's, it's one of those things. I loved it in college. It was a thing that I let go becoming an adult. I could sit and draw for hours and just, it's just a peaceful thing for me. So I also wanted to get input from kids, like my own kids, my cancer kids are helping me. So um, getting inspiration from my kids to actually put into this book so the the ones I showed you guys say I drew these what? and then so cool. right yeah yeah wow. and then um the artist is using his programming to make them super colorful and all that kind of stuff very cool what, what I love about that is earlier on in this segment you talked about how your original um artist couldn't get the teeth the right way you know right. and couldn't get it this way right and I get it we all have to kind of take our foot off the gas a little bit and acknowledge like okay I'm stepping into unique territory here but um but you also it has to be done the right way your name is on that book that is that is yes. your work and mm-hmm. and I love that this next book for you is so organically you mm-hmm. and it's going to mm-hmm. pull in all of your amazing talents and allow you mm-hmm. to give in a different way. Congratulations. Yes. That's Thank really you so exciting. much. Thank you. So one thing that I, I want to share too, that I've just learned in my last year, working with kids, working with other hygienists is, you know, and I'm going to put my next book is lifting the kids up. So it's going to be more than just the sugar bugs. It's going to be, you're brave, you're beautiful. Aww. You are you, you know? So, and that's, those are things being around these kids that I've learned. So I was just with one of my kids yesterday. Uh, She's fighting leukemia and she's bald. And her mom was telling me that she doesn't want to go to school because she's afraid she's going to be made fun of. And that killed me. And I'm just like, gosh, if I can get that message across to little kids that, you know, don't make fun of 
anybody, embrace them for who they are. And, you know, like just create teaching kids that that is not the way to go. The way to go is to embrace Heidi and everything that's about her and, and, you know, be friends with her and give her that environment where she's not feeling, you know, inferior because she's got a bald head. She's, she's a warrior. Like she's fighting cancer. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So those are things that I have found in my journey, which I love so much. And that I want to make a part of my next one, which I didn't have those the last book, Mm. you know, and you're stepping more into your power. You're going back to Carrie from third grade who stood up and said, no, we're not going to bully. We're going to love and we're going to accept each other. And, and this is just you stepping into that, that purpose in such a strong way. I, I have goosebumps just thinking about that. It's amazing. It really is. Thanks. That's incredible. It's just crazy where, you know, and I want to encourage everybody, like you had said, you know, there's so many men or women in their operatories wanting to do something. And I've said this in other podcasts, like do it. Don't be scared of what it's going to take. Just one step at a time, start talking to people, start researching, start, you know, asking questions because anybody can do anything. And once you find something that you love to do and you're doing it, it's a new way of living Yeah. because you're not just, you know, sitting in your operatory, just day to day, like four, you know, four, three, four, four, three, four, yeah. you know, it, there's yeah. other things. If you feel it, do it. I love wow. that. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> That's so cute. Awesome, I want to, I want I want your book. I'm going to buy your book and add it to cart right now. <laughs> add, add to add cart. To cart. Add to cart. So I, I have like a stack of books at the office, all dental books. And I've kind of like put them into series of age groups, I guess. Yeah. And then I did a whole like, uh, Amazon series on like books to buy for the office for, so we, we read awesome. books at, at kids, uh, for kids before their f- visits, any visit That's amazing. of all age groups. Um, the only rule is that's the, huge. The kids can't it's touch helpful. the books because kids have very sticky fingers. And I, I wish that someone would I create know. a book for the dental office that that's like laminated. Down. I'm on it. I'm yeah. on it. I just sent one out. Yay! Because I, like, I, I don't. So that's the rules. Like the kids can't touch the books, and I feel bad. And yep. But anyway, I'm so, already on so that we, one. Yep. We read books to kids, and they think it's fun. And and I write it in the chart notes of like which one they've read of the twelve. That that's have, amazing. And that's something for other offices to yeah. do here about because I didn't do that when I, you know, when we were working in pediatrics, we, I don't just even have a pedo office. Like I have a GP practice, but I see yeah, a lot but of I kids. Mean, we suck. You see, yeah, yeah you see I see kids, a lot and, of kids, like at least and, uh, two or three of them a day. If see, not more. And I awesome. start them really young. Like I start them at like 14 to 18 months, which I that's think is awesome. really young, but all we do is read a book and ride the magic chair. And normally they're in mom's that's lap. Okay. That's okay. That's, that's a story so for another cool day. To set them. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much. This is really fun. Um, <laughs> Trina, is it time? Tis time, Irene Irene. Tis time. Do you know what time it is, Carrie? It's wine time. <laughs> Not yet. No. That's the best have... answer ever. No, no, no wine time. It, it is. So we're called the Tooth or Dare podcast for a reason. At the end I'll of every, at the end of every episode, Katrina and I do rock paper scissors, and the loser gets to go up against you, and then you decide whether you accept or dish a tooth or a dare. Okay. If you accept a tooth, you do it right now. Uh, and if it's a dare, then you have to film it and post it to social media and then we'll share it through all of our channels. So while you think oh about, while you think about that, Katrina, oh. we're going to do our finger stretches and, uh, the rest of you need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene at toothlife.irene. <laughs> you can follow Katrina at the dental wine genus. And of course you can follow Carrie at where underscore the underscore sugar yeah, underscore plugs <laughs> underscore live. Um, yes. and make sure to purchase her book from Amazon. You guys check it out. Yes. She's Thanks, a, guys. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Ready, friend? Okay. I'm ready, Irene. Irene, let's do it. Rock. Rock. Paper. Paper. Scissors. Scissors. Shoot. Shoot. Scissors. I gotcha. Oh, gotcha. She scissors. I scissors her, um, but I lost. So it's you, me, girl. What would you like to do? Accept or dish? Okay. So wait. I'll accept. A, what are accept. Would you like to accept a tooth or a dare? Oh, I'll accept a dare. Okay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> are you yes. ready? I want you to read your book. You have to do like a okay. an Instagram 
a story or something or video or reel. Reels okay. are best. Reels per- perform the okay. best. Reels are good. Um, and I want you to read your book in like a British accent. <laughs> okay. Can you do it? I'll try. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dare accept it. I want like super Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, oh, I, I have the Peppa okay. Pig goes to the dentist books and oh, there's two of them. Yes. So whenever I read them to kids in the office, I read them with the British accent and they die. Okay. And not only they laugh, but my team laughs and their parents laugh. Uh, especially okay. when I have to do like the grunts of the dinosaur because the dinosaur, <laughs> like his, his his voice is like, it's kind of funny. Or or daddy, <laughs> daddy pig is really cute. But okay. Daddy I, Oh, I know. I know Peppa. Yeah, all too so well. I do the, the English accents. Okay. So you, you got to do night. the English accents for your, for your reading. <laughs> accepted. Okay. So I post it. Accepted. So I post awesome. it on Instagram and I tag you guys. You got it peeps. Okay. Yes. So within seven days of this episode launching, follow us on at tooth or dare dot podcast on Instagram to watch this dare go down. Thank you, <laughs> Carrie, for being yes. here with us. Thank you guys we for having you. me. It's a blast. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> All right, peeps. So we'll good. catch you. We'll catch you on the flip side. And we're back on the flip side. We're here, Katrina. We're From the flippity, on the, the flippity, flippity flip. flip. Turns From out we're back, we're you guys. Back. We are. We're back. Guess who's back? Back again. Back um, again. Shady's back. Tell your Tell friend. a friend. Um, Tell all your friends about that was how really amazing cool, this episode was. was really it was cool so episode. great. I like that she shared a lot about her journey publishing, self-published link, publishing versus using a publisher, and um, and I I had no idea it was I was like today's years old when I realized that you could publish through Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people do it, which is kind of amazing, and and um, that's crazy. I think, and to your point, Irene, I think the behind the kimono look at like, you know, what was, <laughs> don't you want to know what's behind there? Um, but, you know, I think it was, it was really nice to see that because, you know, a lot of people will at ask. And I, behind the kimono, not behind the kilt. Under the kilt. <laughs> The whole idea being a lot of people really have an interest. They feel like they have a story in their heart and Mm -hmm. um, they want to get it out. So, yeah, Amazon's a really great way to do it. One thing I did want to share and I want to acknowledge Carrie for is, um, and I I haven't shared this much on the podcast, but next year, uh, my family and I are flying to Rwanda. Um, For those of you who may or may not know the viewers listening at home, um, that in the late 80s, early 90s, and even through the mid 90s, um, there was an incredible amount of insurgents that happened in the country of Rwanda. um, And there were just mass slaughterings. And part of the reason why that occurred is because a tribe that came through wanted to remove any sources of education or support in the state of Rwanda. Um, Educated individuals like doctors, lawyers um, were immediately killed um, because they thought that those were means of helping to continue to educate the community. Libraries were burnt um, because books were a means of educating the community. And this tribe that came through wanted to eradicate all of that. Well, wouldn't you know it, Rwanda, the, the people of Rwanda fought back and were able to reclaim their country. But in reclaiming their country, they have reclaimed a country where the educated individuals had died and they had no books to help. And so there are a lot of disparities in this uh, country and there are a lot of humanitarian efforts that are happening to help serve um, these communities. So one layer to this is my family and I are flying out to Rwanda uh, in 2022 in the summer. Um, my sister and I are going to be doing a lot of programmatic content on you know, dental treatment, uh, oral systemic link educating um you know the the community there on it as well as educating keep in mind now they're now just producing dentists that can go out into the community and they are struggling to manage the amount of disease that's there at any rate another layer to what we're doing is we are dedicating a library in my parents names um and of course stocking that library with as many books as we can you were telling me about can. this like a so, year ago and yeah, now it's happening it's happening which is amazing. And part of what's so amazing about Carrie is she and her kids put together a bunch of her books into envelopes and sent them out 
to be shipped in our crates that are going to be sent over to Rwanda. So thank you so much to Carrie for her amazing gifts. Um, oh, what a beautiful, I know, isn't that amazing? amazing. She literally was like, we're doing it. Um, and truly, what an incredible thing that her kids are watching mom do this, you know, take her yeah. skills and help serve. Um, so I, I'm grateful to you. My family's grateful to you, Carrie. Thank you so much for your gifts. And I know that the country of Rwanda is going to be extremely grateful because the library is actually in a community uh, in the section of a, a church within a community where there's actually a children's library that they're building as well. Aww. So it's just going to be amazing for her books to be able to have such a beautiful place in that community. And, and what an amazing way to be able to share those gifts. So thank oh, you cool. to Carrie for that. Uh, Wonderful. Just really amazing. Well, purchase her book. If that isn't reason enough to purchase her book for your office. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Like we read books to kids downstairs in the yes. office. Yeah, the you time, do. I love day. those pictures yeah. you put. Every, every child that comes in gets a story. Like it's just, it is now standard and we've got so many books for a variety of age groups. Um, so it's, it is part of the thing. The rule is the kids don't get to touch the books because kids have That's sticky, right. dirty fingers, but they do. They, they know the rule of not touching the books and that is, that is cool. So wonderful. Really well, I'm going to get back to my homework because yes. I have to go through my Wheeler's Dental Anatomy and Physiology and Occlusion book for Thank class. you for pronouncing it the right way. I appreciate yeah, that. Wheeler's. <laughs> It is called Wheelers, for those of you that want to know. Um, and uh, if you are, yes, I, I started school three weeks ago. I'm, I'm living my best life. Thank you for asking. Um, I, also, I always want to know about you and your yeah. best life. How are the hives? Let's do a hive check real fast. Where I have at? a lot of them. I have a lot of yeah, them. I figured, coming back. I, yeah, I figured you being in school, you would. Oh, you Yeah, there's a lot in. of hives coming in and out, but it is what it is. So anywho, we will catch you guys in a couple of weeks. We've been doing this two-week thing um, since yeah. we've been back. I've been back to school, and you've been back to traveling. So, mm -hmm. um, so we will catch you guys in a couple of weeks. And um, check out DS World; it's going to be awesome. Um, yes. Chain Smokers, Gwen Stefani, and my one of my favorite comedians, John Mulaney, uh, will be there. So, uh, hop on, Ooh. check out the online platform. Thank you, amazing uh, sponsoring partners, Dense by Serena, for your incredible support. And um, we're looking forward to a fantastic DS World. So, check it out, you guys. We can't have wait. Fun. Have a drink for me. I will. Sure, I mean, this one is will for be, my homie. You will be hoarding all of the drink tickets. I will be. I will be with drink tickets of sorts. Yeah, will you, yes, will I have you, a fanny pack will you already pour packed. Pour one out for me. Pour one out. I'm going to pour one homie. out into a plant okay. for you. Yeah, Thank I'll you. put it on Insta. Don't you worry. A fake plant because I don't want real plants to die. No, I. I, I, I don't want to be the reason that a real plant would die. Okay. Or has right. an alcohol All right, problem. everyone. Uh, <laughs> well, all all of the variety of links are below, and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next time. Peace out, peeps. Yes. Cheers. Welcome back to an episode of the. Oh, fuck. What are we doing? We... <laughs> what, is, what day is it? All right, let's do it again. Start it over. Do it Start again. It over. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Irene. Oh my God. Let's do Irene. Okay. <laughs> Even Sam turned his head. Sam was like, was like You said what? Excuse me. Did you see that? Like that? Like, boom. What? Um, right. <laughs> Wait, what? Wuchinich. Wuchinich. Can you add a click in there? That'd, be, that'd bring, bring me a lot of joy. Wusanish. 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 I don't know. Let's find out. Is she Hey. Hey. There she is. Hi, girl. Hey. I didn't know what the heck happened. Oop. Oh, hold on. She's doing it. She's making it happen, you guys. <laughs> Buckle up.